Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this bonus episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Of course you know that Mo is here. Hey, guys. We always say at the top of our shows that one of our favorite parts of the show is fourth listener email. And you know, we always have one to read or two or something like that. Recently, we did a backtrack <laughs> all about top 10 80s movie soundtracks. You guys remember that, of course? Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember the difficulty of... Y'all yeah. Prepping and yes, haggling. doing that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, was- right, right. <laughs> the finagling, what was going to win, and mm-hmm. uh, and then even after it came out, we got a lot of feedback on social and on Discord. And this episode is something we've not done before. We'll often get one or two emails about a topic that we yeah. did. This backtrack garnered not only a lot of email, but a lot of passionate email and a yeah. lot of responses <laughs> to our top 10 picks. Yeah, you're not talking like a paragraph here. No, I'm talking like people had yeah, actual I mean, deep they, shit to yeah. say. They were e- just adamant about <laughs> what we did right, what we did say. wrong. <laughs> That's right. They did. And so we always say, hey, there are three of us. If anyone else listens, well, that's the fourth listener. All of these people are fourth listeners in this show. (laughs) We decided to record a special episode because if we were just sprinkling in these emails over the next few shows, it'd be until 2025 where we got rid of them. We'd (laughs) never go through all of them. Yeah, let's do (laughs) this. We instead said bonus episode. We're just focusing on people who wrote in about the top 10 80s movie soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Now, if for any reason you didn't get to hear that backtrack all about our top 10 80s movie soundtracks, of course, you can go back in our back catalog. It's in the list. And uh, Mo, I'll throw you the link. You can put a direct link to it if you would in our show notes as well, right? Click on through. So you probably want to hear that first and no better time to get started than the present. We're going to start with a longtime listener and supporter, Hambone, who wrote in. The subject of his email was top 10 soundtrack backtrack. Okay. That sounds innocuous. You know, yeah. Right. (laughs) Now he's generally complimentary here. He just had, he's like an average one. As this progresses, it gets a little more adversarial, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Hambone says, gentlemen, greetings and salutations. After listening to the top 10 soundtrack backtrack and reading a lot of comments on the Discord channel regarding the backtrack, I have a couple of comments I noticed. The backtrack contained a list of soundtracks based on source music only and did not include any score music selections. This is true. This is true. We purposely yeah. did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People brought up like, like Star Wars. And- I think, didn't we talk about that? Uh, we didn't on the show. We, we there was a lot oh, of okay. talking about it, but it was afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So we didn't include you know things like John Williams' epic scores, oh, yeah, of, of course, you know, Jaws, yeah. and things like that. E. T. and all. And those, he's yeah. absolutely right. We we definitely leaned into like pop musicy types of, mm-hmm. uh, of of soundtracks, not score soundtracks, as he said. So was that a conscious decision? I don't remember even thinking about it. We just kind of picked the ones that were our favorites. Well, I mean, I don't think we started off saying, okay, we're only going with 
lyric-based song soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I think we just gravitated toward that because I think very quickly when I was building the list, that was what was on 90% of the websites out there. When you look for sure. best yeah. soundtracks of right. all time, yep. it's almost always lyric-based songs. It's not generally scores mm-hmm. because I think a scores soundtrack best of list is a very difficult thing to figure out because it's difficult to compare not i mean okay so there are some soundtracks that are arguably in the top echelon mm-hmm. but then between those how do you differentiate which is better than another yeah, I agree. right mm-hmm. that makes sense gotcha yeah so i think what we ended up going with was we you know we used like we talked about in the podcast you know which soundtrack had a lot of songs in top 10 lists mm-hmm. you know on their mm-hmm. own and we did talk about that you yeah. know which ones have personal meanings to people and stuff like we did with some, one of mine i I think it was an unconscious thing that turned into a conscious thing later. I, mean, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, he even goes on to say, maybe a second backtrack could be done to present your top 10 movie soundtracks based on score music, which you just said could be yeah. pretty tough, right? Yeah. I mean, we could certainly do it. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would just be, it, be I think tougher. it would be more controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Hambone even says, although I'm sure you'll encounter the same scrutiny as you already <laughs> have on this backtrack. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, like, how are you going to choose between 2001 and Jurassic? Jurassic Park and one of my personal favorites, uh, Star Trek Four. Yeah, or, or Jaws or Indiana Jaws. Jaws. Jaws or right, like it's just, yeah. My head is filling with ones that are all number one, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what number two is now. Yeah, so good point, Hambone. You're right, and uh, you know maybe that will be a future one. I think uh, it, it could be a tough one to deliberate, but uh, you know, and, and we also we said at Discord this is very subjective. This was Gen X grown ups mm-hmm. top ten. Uh, you even said to somebody uh, in the chat, I think at Discord, this was my list. You make your list. <laughs> but, yeah, but truly, <laughs> it was very divisive. I love when topics like this and, and get people animated, and they're like, that one's wrong, and that was great, and you missed this one. So if we poke fun at anyone writing, it's not because we don't like you disagreed. We love that you disagreed yeah, and cared enough to write it. So uh, Hambo went on to say, uh, I thought you missed a couple of great soundtracks. Maybe they were on your list or not. Uh, Cocktail from 1988. Yeah. It was that on there. Some good yeah. stuff on it. I went yeah. back and watched that movie shortly after I saw this comment. <laughs> oh, really? And yeah, the Fabulous Thunderbirds were a big part of that soundtrack and they were really popular at the time doing a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry Be Happy is on Bobby there. Bobby McFerrin right. is oh, yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really good soundtrack. It was a solid contender. Yeah. yeah. Well, we already had two Tom Cruise yeah. in our top ten. We had Top Gun and Color of Money. Both yep. made we it. Need three. Yeah. So that would have been a third one. Not that that was a problem, but it just it didn't make our ten. Yeah. Uh, another one he says was Heavy Metal from 1981. Oh, Jesus Christ! I don't know how we left that one off the list. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. That one should have absolutely that been one there. very much a score type soundtrack too. But yeah, epic, yeah. sweeping. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know, it wasn't on a single website that I looked at? No, nobody mentioned it. it. wasn't. And it didn't pop up in my mind either. Hambone said this soundtrack added to the animation and was like a character in the film unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, So he wraps up saying maybe you could do a follow-up after the airing of the backtrack, get a fourth listener's choice for the best soundtrack entry for your top 10 lists. (laughs) So like, as we're doing top 10s, maybe we get a poll and find out what other people take some coordination, but it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a fourth listener segment in our top 10 podcast. Mm -hmm. The only thing that bothers me just a little bit is that that's we're going to be giving away the topic ahead of it's time. It's a spoiler, right? Yeah. But, the people 
people most care, they get spoiled, but maybe they would like to contribute. Who knows? Yeah, might be fun. Or we could do just after even. Do a poll after the podcast. And then do uh, do another bonus like yeah. this one. Like so maybe a follow-up. Yeah, follow-up yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. See, That's a good we're point. listening to you, audience. If, if you want to <laughs> be heard, we, you want to do it, we find a way to get you heard. So Hambone says, thanks for the great content. Cortis Auditor in Eternum. Hambone, which is fourth listener forever. Yeah, he's he's using Latin. You're a fancy Hambone. Thank you for writing in. We're so grateful that you did. Uh, let's go ahead and do one more. Brad B wrote in. Mm, uh, Brad okay. B also, you know, recent listener just in the last year or so, supporter on Patreon already. Thank you, Brad. The subject line of his email was 80s movie soundtrack WTF. Oh, Lord. Here we okay, go. This is a different tone then, isn't it? <laughs> Here we go. I told you it was going to escalate. <laughs> Brad says, dear Gen X grown up fellas, who spiked your pop rocks and cosmic candy and space dust? What Eastern European off brand of tang have you been snorting? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, so he agrees with us. Moving on. You know, after an opening like that, I am super willing to listen to whatever else you have to say. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> We're very receptive now to your comments. <laughs> well, let's see. He says, oh, this is a great lead off. I was going to remain silent, feverishly gnawing on some petrified gator gum. But the more I listened to the haggling for points on your individual 80s movie soundtrack nominations, I had to whip out my petrified whistle pop and sound the alarm. You and, know, I give him credit. He's got more 80s pop culture references, in, references. in lines than we ever do at all podcasts. He's using him really well, though. Fitting right in. Yeah, yeah. he's working him in. Uh, it, it, it's not over, by the way. Oh, geez. Who rated Barry Manilow's wardrobe? Take your dad's <laughs> loafers and khaki pants off and Gen X up. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it was fighting words. Okay, Ooh. so I mean, so is he going to get into like what he's upset about yet? I think so, yeah. Okay. I, he might have just called us boomers, actually. I mean, oh, that's what it sounded oh. like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he says, I hope it's evident how much I adore this podcast and enjoy the insight shared with us fourth listeners. But as I compose this rib jabbing screed, I'm compelled to evoke George's fire here and call out. This is bullshit. OK, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. It's a thing. It's going to be a T-shirt, George. It's bullshit. I, with your face. You know, I would. But damn resident alien is already co-opted my phrase and he's using it in his show all the time. Yeah. I'll just get sued if we do a T-shirt. He's a little bit more famous than you, too. So. He, he'll just slightly. Yeah. Not much. We're getting there. <laughs> he references here after the show, uh, we posted the deliberations for this top 10 as mm -hmm. a patron bonus over on Patreon, right? So he listened to that and it was us deciding what the top 10 would be, you know, before the show started. And he says, after listening to the Patreon only audio, I could tell there was more haggling and bargaining for soundtrack points than a John DeLorean cocaine deal. Damn, Whoa. man, they keep coming. <laughs> it's just, it's the whole spectrum. It goes from candy to nose candy, pet to rocks. <laughs> now it's John DeLorean. Like there's four references in that one little three word phrase. There's John DeLorean. There's the DeLorean car. There's back to the future. And there's cocaine all in that one all little 80s. segment. Yep. Good Lord. Uh, no honorable mentions for two movie soundtracks packed with some of the defining music of our generation. Breakin' or Pretty in Pink? Oh, God damn. I did love Breakin'. Oh, yeah. I actually don't remember the music from that one, though. Breakin'? Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. There was that one, and then there was another movie that came out at about the same time. Uh, Beach Street. Breaking 2? Oh, yeah, Beach Street. Yeah, no, Breaking 2. <laughs> Three of those later. Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. I even Boogaloo. remember the subtitle. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
they had songs on there from people like Ice T mm-hmm. and I feel like, like there might have been like some fat boys on there or something. I yeah. forget. But it was like headliner hip hop stuff from mm-hmm. that era. And it was yeah, it was it was a fun album. Yeah, I don't know. And Pretty in Pink. Okay. I think we talked John about Hughes. that one. It just didn't make the top ten. Yeah, it was on our list. Yeah. I, I just think enough points, right? Yeah. Which one do you go with? I mean, if you're gonna go with a John Hughes movie, is it gonna be Pretty in Pink or is it gonna be Breakfast Club with the one iconic song? Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean Pretty in Pink had a lot of good 16 candles even right omd was in it and we're not arguing that they had good songs on a breaking maybe should have made it honorable pretty and pink i think uh, falls down to the maybe top 15 or 20 yeah. yeah i know yeah he says breaking had hip-hop and what would become such a movement and mix of musical styles that we see become its own art form during our generation but no you ignored it for some fermenting old 50s pop or sad smoky blues <laughs> Ooh. wow so i think he just took Ooh. pot shots at stand by me yep. and color of money Yes, he did. Yeah, no, I felt it. I felt I it did. right felt in the sack. Too. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to defend flick. my color of money till the day I die. I don't he give a shit it. what any of these four listeners say. Yep. Oh, and believe me, <laughs> listeners have something to say about color of money. It's coming, George. Hang tight. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brad goes on to say, what about New Wave? Sure, the songs in Pretty in Pink weren't as cutting edge uh, as the Cure's post-punk catalog from the late 70s, but the New Wave is also another distinct genre born from our generation. I can't argue with him. He's right. So what movie is he referencing that from, though? He's talking Pretty in Pink, maybe. Pink. Or and okay. OMD was in there, you know... Um, oh, oh did yeah, yeah. Right. all those groups yeah in excess yeah uh, he, he finally says i would have given an honorable mention also to the lost boys soundtrack for in excess a cover of the calls i still believe yeah, yeah maybe yeah. and the movie's unforgettable sinister hit cry, cry little, little sister that was a good song, yeah. Yeah. Was a good song. Yeah. great song but again that doesn't make a soundtrack that's a couple of great songs so yeah okay I mean, yeah. we couldn't give an honorable mention or reference to everything that was awesome in the 80s because the list would have never ended. It would just be, let's list all the soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right. Just yeah. <laughs> search from 80 to 89 and there's your list. Right. There it is. Yeah. So many of them. Uh, I agree with George's statement that these kinds of lists are totally subjective. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Mo, the big chill cassette yeah. was in heavy yeah. rotation in my car. Good man. And John and George shafted your pick in favor of their oh, own. Oh, absolutely. Thank right you. I did. Thank yeah, you. I, of course I shafted your pick because I didn't care for it. I'm fighting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> He wraps it up by saying, love what you guys do. Even if you put your mom and dad's music above Gen X's notable music contributions. Wow. <laughs> oh, he's calling Ooh. us boomers again. At least you got oh. Prince's Purple Rain right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you take my rant in the spirit of good fun. It was composed. I'm a faithful, loyal listener. Go forth and rock, Brad B. That is an awesome mail. Like that, that is a great. It may be one of my favorite emails that we've yeah, ever got. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's so loaded with references. How could you? Even though he called us boomers like thrice, still, yeah. I, I was impressed by his email. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the email that if we ever have a Gen X grown up book written about us someday, I want that in the forward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, Brad you can write the forward for us. You can there talk you about how great we are with a million references. I like yep. <laughs> And poke fun at us for all the stuff we screw up. Yeah. Which we will. That wouldn't and be an do. email if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Guys, we have a couple more emails. Two of them, in fact, both of them are from a Marcus. We have two Marcuses. <laughs> oh, okay. A Marcus. I was yeah, like... <laughs> we're flush with Marcuses. <laughs> two Marcuses has something to say. Uh, we want to start with Marcus B. We actually mentioned him in a recent show. Mm-hmm. He's a brand new patron, longtime yeah, yeah. listener. He joined us and he wrote in, just subject line was just fourth listener email. He'd never written okay. this before. So it's kind of an introduction. Marcus says, hello, this is Marcus. Different one, though, because <laughs> he's heard <laughs> us talk about our other one. And I've become a huge fan of Gen X. Grow oh, up. Thank you. Like you guys, I feel that my youth was the last great era to grow up in, and I'm often reminding my children of this fact. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, we do too. If you knew and grew up the way I did, you and Ryan, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> my favorite episodes are the backtracks, which I always enjoy with deep nostalgia, and I wanted to touch on your most recent episode, Top 10 80s Movie Soundtracks. Okay. I always enjoy John, Moe, and George, and their slightly testy banter. <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance, I wanted to throw George some support and say oh. the color of money is a favorite 80s film of mine and i absolutely love the soundtrack there you go finally some intelligence from our fourth <laughs> listeners oh, yes. oh, oh. there's the other fan of this soundtrack we found him <laughs> there were two soundtracks sold marcus bought one i bought the <laughs> other. <laughs> other one <laughs> so now he comes with some actual uh, some cred here i am a professional musician and this oh, soundtrack okay. connected with me right when i first saw the film okay okay i also enjoyed playing pool and my youth and this film really captures the gritty pool hall feel and the soundtrack enhances it tenfold great choice george see and that's what i was trying to get across because the pool movement really hit its stride in the mid to late 80s it was on espn Mm -hmm. all over the place and people were talking about that's why they redid this well not redid they did this sequel to a movie that didn't need a sequel is really what it boils Mm -hmm. down to right But I love the fact that he points out that he's a professional musician and on a different level, these songs hit him because that's how good I think this soundtrack is. George is going to be insufferable now. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, see, somebody agreed with me. Marcus B might be the new favorite fourth listener. Yeah. So he's he's a pro. He knows better. Yeah. Way to go. (laughs) He goes on. That being said, the Blues Brothers is unquestionably one of the best 80s films ever ever yeah, so yeah. does agree with you there george sorry yeah. can't have it all i get it it's just a me thing <laughs> <laughs> well you had said you didn't watch it in the time you didn't right. see it till later right. so it, it, it's your goonies right you didn't see it until later he, he did watch the movie just that's just true. So he yeah. has watched it and, and <laughs> i was gonna point out too because we recently did an episode where mo asked john if he recognized somebody's husband and john immediately <laughs> goes that's short round from temple of doom i'm like it's from Goonies. Yes. That's where he was at. <laughs> well, 
Well, he's there too, right? He's both. He, okay. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 Goonies. Moving on. Everything about the Blues Brothers, this absurd film makes it amazing to me. Again, being a musician, I really got every aspect of this film. Maybe we blew a fuse. No, those lights are off on purpose. The soundtrack is amazing, but I also feel the film holds up and then some. Okay, cool. And then he says, Purple Rain? Yeah, I can see that as well, although I wasn't really thinking about it until George brought it up. No. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... Maybe it sneaks up on you, but I don't know that there's a better soundtrack, a lyrical soundtrack, if we're going to make those distinctions now. Right. And you know what? I don't even care. Even better than scored soundtracks. This is the best soundtrack of all time. It's, well, we talked about, we pick a lot of hits and great songs. This was full of them. Some of them had two or three or four. It was just all hits. Yeah. Because it was Prince and, you know, Prince could do no wrong, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. He says, Mo, never seen the big chill either. Sorry. (laughs) What the hell? I'm starting to okay. love Marcus B. This is all George, no Mo show. Yeah, right? I know. Well, I'll tell you what, Marcus, you know, there's an amazing thing called streaming services, and this movie is on them, so you can watch it somewhere. <laughs> it's in the public domain. You can find yeah. it. I don't think he gives a shit about no, your streaming service. That's okay, though. That's okay. So this was his first time writing. He also has a backtrack pitch. So listen okay. up. Here's all what right. he has to say. All right. How about top 10 James Bond films? I'm oh, in. shit. I'm in. Mm. I'm in. There's going to be some hellish arguments oh, going yes. on in that Whew. top 10 yeah, I know. Yeah, but I already got my top three, so let's go. <laughs> I grew up a huge James Bond fan, and I've seen every movie several times. Yep. I'd love to see what you guys could do oh, yeah. with this. You Absolutely. know, it's not just Bond films. We really, if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, should think about breaking it out to things like Bond best villains, Bond villains, Bond, best Bond yeah. girls. Yeah, Bond yeah, girls, I mean, home. Go, Bond oh, gadgets. Yeah. What about Bond theme songs? I know. Oh, geez. Bond theme songs. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Okay, somebody make notes. There's yeah. a lot of backtracks to do. <laughs> I don't Marcus, think we have to. We're we recording this. We can listen yeah. to it later. <laughs> That's true. Transcribed. Right, okay. <laughs> he wraps it up saying, keep up the great podcast and I'll catch up with you down the line. Marcus B., Winter Haven, Florida. Oh, hey. awesome. All right. All right. Little the woods too. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. One more email. Probably Uh-oh. the most um, enthusiastic email. Oh, shit. Really? I thought the first one was pretty enthusiastic. I know where this is going then. John doesn't use those euphemisms lightly. Enthusiastic. That's the word that I'll use. This is our other Marcus, our longtime supporter. Oh, yeah. Top okay. tier Patreon. Marcus. He should be happy. We picked his namesake. Well, he's not real happy with me, mostly. So oh. the subject line of his email was, Dearest George and Mo and that other loud guy. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. Maybe we had a guest on the show. <laughs> <sighs> so Marcus says, It is with great regret and unfathomable disbelief that I write to inform you that the absolute unmitigated gall of your center channeled sidekick has triggered a this motherfucker right here tax oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> And so well, I got to point out that that's Marcus's catchphrase. If you've ever oh, hung yeah. out with Marcus, yeah. <laughs> whenever he gets really, really mad at somebody like, about oh, something, right that's here. his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> so what you may know is, so Marcus is a supporter at the top tier level, which is $25 over yeah. on Patreon. He voluntarily bumped that up to $35 a month just because he's so passionate about what we do. He adjusted his Patreon level down to $34.99 as a tax. <laughs> That was the tax. So John's costing us 12 cents a year. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. Oh. So, oh. It, yeah. That's so, enough for a 1980s bubblegum machine right there. We got to fix yeah, this yeah. shit. 
<laughs> well, let's see what we can do. He goes on to say, your list was mostly pretty good. Okay. As George said in the Patreon clip, this probably could have been broken down to make it a tighter list, but given the broad nature of the task, you guys did a pretty good job as oh, usual. Okay. 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 Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. I thought he was super upset. Let's yeah. see where it goes. Uh, speaking of the Patreon clip, listening to the background debate on Patreon makes me appreciate Mo's patience even more. <laughs> <laughs> Funny to me, but I better understand Moe's follicle disposition after listening to it. Wow. Wow. SAT word. So we made Mo go bald? Is that what he's trying to say? That's, I, I, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. I'm going to have yeah. to look up that one in the dictionary just to see if there's another meaning there. Okay. Th- th- then it gets a little <laughs> more heated. Okay. If you're going to concede that a director's personal k compilation is acceptable in a best soundtrack list, Ooh. you're going to be hard-pressed to match the big chill. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here well, we go. Well, yeah, oh, that's no, a backhanded says, no, no, compliment, That's though. a backhand. He's like, I'll if that's it. the kind of shit you want to put on the list, I guess the big chill's a good one. You know what? <laughs> right? That's what I heard there. I have no pride. I'll take it. It's like he's saying, if you want to eat a shit sandwich it's best if it's on this, rye this one's great <laughs> have you tried pumpernickel it's really oh, nice that's a good one all right yeah uh every single song on the actual soundtrack album was a great single on its own every single one and the songs weren't as quite as far removed as those from stand by me hmm. which you didn't quite appreciate i think we agreed with that when we were debating it and talking about mm-hmm. it in the Mm-hmm. I guess I just was too latched on to stand by me to let it go. Yeah, well, I was too. I loved that film and I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That was in rotation for me when I was uh, when I was in my car, when I had CD player, or cassette player, stand by me. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't going to get me off of that. That would have <laughs> been tough. He moves on to say, I'd never even considered that The Color of Money had a soundtrack worth knowing. Okay. And now that I've done some further research, turns out I was right. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this motherfucker right here is about to, to get away. I'm about to get in my car, Marcus. <laughs> Outside of Werewolves of London, I knew none of the songs. I tried to listen, but I guess I hadn't inhaled enough fourth-hand smoke and bar chalk to get it. Oh, oh shit. He's throwing the pool all back at you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to insert a pool cue somewhere. This is a good counterbalance that previous one, though. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, I'm mad. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, He says, I think there are a few missing from this list that could have replaced this one for sure. Replace this one? That's what he said. Get out of your damn mind. He said replace. The only way this this soundtrack gets replaced on our list is if you guys kick me out of the show. This soundtrack was always going to be on this list. Position notwithstanding. Yes. Yeah. On our list, a Gen X grown up list, this was George's sweetheart and his passion. I think we said in the show, your yeah, passion yeah. is what got it there. Yeah, it wouldn't have made my personal top 10, but as a crew, this made the top 10 by far. You can mm. hear George's passion now. He wasn't backing down. <laughs> no. Nope. And there was no point in it. Why? why yeah. Why would uh-huh. Yeah. Marcus wraps it up by saying, the listener formerly known as George's favorite, but still <laughs> the fourth listener, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, you're my favorite now, so don't worry. Oh. oh. Is, well, that's oh, okay. that George good. has a new Marcus to love, the professional musician of the previous, right? Yeah. So you can still too. say Marcus is your favorite. They won't know who you mean. And my new Marcus has more music credibility than the old Marcus. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, probably. He's a professional musician. (laughs) Absolutely, he he does. Absolutely, (laughs) Marcus has lots of CDs. That's his. That's his. His claim to fame. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, Marcus, I hope we've earned back your penny. I hope you'll <laughs> <to> reconsider <laughs> at this juncture. I, I want to thank all of you who wrote in. Uh, if you didn't write in, look, we read every single email, as we say all the time. And if there's enough, if there's a critical mass about a single topic, this is how we're going to handle it. Yeah. We'll do a bonus episode so that everybody can be heard. Uh, hey, we hope you dug this. Uh, we thank you again <laughs> for writing in. Again, if you listen to a show and you want your email heard, it's really easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Up.com. We read, as you see, every single one, even even if it says George's pick should be replaced, we read it. <laughs> and most of them eventually make the show or maybe a bonus episode like this. One. Cool. That's going to wrap it up for this, uh, this little extra. I hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you on the next regular show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for uh, being a victim here. <laughs> yes, hey, no, he, he had both sides here. He had someone raise him up and he someone a little knock of each, him down. A little of each. Yeah. He did. A little column A, a little column B. Mo, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Always fun. And we all three appreciate you most of all. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Pressbox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Pressbox Access. 